Welcome in to another episode of the Two Bros Talking Sports Podcast. The college football playoff rankings are coming out as we speak currently. We got Alabama 6, Michigan 5, Clemson 4. Uh, Michael, what are what are our predictions for this top three coming going, up? I think we're going to Ohio State 3, Tennessee 2, Georgia 1. Though I think it should be Ohio State 3, Georgia 2, Tennessee 1. Yeah, and we'll get into this later, but Tennessee and Georgia do play each other this week, one, so it could two. be a possibly 1-2. For sure will be a 1-3 matchup probably, SEC but matchup. could be 1-2. Night game SEC. Georgia's, Georgia's three. 3. Georgia's 3. That means Ohio State's got to be 2, Tennessee 1. We'll find out. So might be getting a 1-3 matchup or a 2-3 matchup, but either way this weekend there's going to be a big matchup in college football. And then we got LSU-Alabama. Do not sleep on that game either. That's also this Saturday too. <clears throat> yep, we'll get into that a little, little, little bit later in the episode here, but uh, as always, uh, the last couple episodes, we've started our, our Clown Club nominations up, so we'll get the circus music going. And Michael, go ahead, start us with your first Clown Club nomination. I'm going DJ Moore. Okay? DJ Moore, you're aware of what happened. If you're not, he scores a touchdown. Uh, to tie the game. Beautiful throw by P.J. Walker, by the way. It was. Former XFL quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, better, was, better than Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. It was a, it was a great throw. Um, but, yeah, he basically throws this, uh, what are we talking, maybe... It's like a 50-yard bomb. Yeah, but how much time's left in the game? 30 seconds. Yeah, I was going to say 30 seconds left in the game. Uh, DJ Moore scores a touchdown. Great play. Uh, loses his cool, takes his helmet off. He was outside the end zone when he took his helmet off. Doesn't matter. Just want to point that out. Still, it's, there's it's, a lot of refs that have come out and said that that shouldn't have been. Penalized. Oh, stop! There it. is. There oh, is. Gosh. Yeah, you can that, stop it, but just okay. Read. okay. Well, there's a lot of people that are close up in the refing world. Their former refs said that they would not have thrown a flag there. Yeah, but that's easy for the ref to say that after the fact that it already happened. Um, I'm thinking it definitely should have been a flag. You're in. You're still in the play, right? Like you're still in the play of the game. So he ends up getting a was it a 15-yard penalty? Yep. Which made personal the foul, personal foul, which made the extra point 48 yards. Kicker misses the extra point. Um, goes into overtime. Now, granted, the kicker could have made the extra point. Kicker also had a chance to make an extra point or make a field goal in overtime. Missed that even shorter than 48 yards. But I'm trying to look at this this way. Listen how selfish this is. Oh, and okay? by the way, if Carolina wins this game, they're in first, first place. place of the division yeah. at three okay. and five. Okay. All these guys, right? All these guys make a bonus if you make the playoffs, right? So if this if this one, what do you mean? Don't yeah, scoff at it. <laughs> Don't scoff at Carolina, it. Carolina, you ain't going to make the playoffs. Uh, you don't know that. That would have put them in first place. I'll put it Halfway down right now the on the pot. Carolina, you're not making the playoffs. Well, no, Sorry. not after that loss now because of DJ Moore's stupid ass. Yeah. I'm saying is look at the, the, the 53-man roster, the other 52 players that are on that roster. You could have possibly cost them cash because you took your helmet off. Clown Club, there's your nominee. I just would like to say that taking your helmet off is kind of, I, I think it's a dumb penalty, but the reason you have to have it is because, you know, the last couple times somebody's helmets came off, people tried to bash each other's heads in with it. Uh, so, you know, one person kind of ruins for it all, but I've seen a lot worse things from DJ Moore or from other people than what DJ Moore did, but yeah, you gotta know the rules. And, and that's uh, the thing. That, that's in society. That's in life. Just one, one person screws it up and then everybody else is, you know, 
Yep. No, I I, 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 I get it. But again, it's a really dumb rule. But you know, when you got Miles Garrett trying to take Mason Rudolph's head off with his helmet, you gotta, yeah. you gotta force something. No, I got uh, it. My nomination is uh, Justin Fields. Uh, we, you know, we've been a very uh, anti-Justin Fields uh, podcast. But actually, I will say Justin Fields the last two weeks has looked a lot better. But the reason I'm putting him in the Clown Club is not anything, not a f- bad throw he made, a bad interception, or anything like that. Minus his awareness, uh, if you saw saw the play, uh, he threw like a you know five yard screen to David Montgomery. David Montgomery had no one around him. While ends up tripping and fumbles the ball. Micah Parson goes to the ground, recovers it. Justin Fields, all he has to do is touch him, which he may have, but you couldn't really tell. Instead, he, he jumps, jumps over, over Micah Parson, so he doesn't have to get hit. Micah Parson gets up, runs it in for a touchdown. Uh, so, Justin Fields, you've been playing the game for 20 years. You should probably know you just got to touch him. It's not that hard of a concept. But uh, So, yeah, you're part of the clown club, but I will say you have played a little bit better the last couple weeks. I played in college football. In college football, he would have been down. And Justin Fields has only been in the league for a year and a half, so he doesn't know the rules. And uh, that, that is a dumb rule in college. Like, why, why, why is that one thing that changes from college? Football? That, that is such a little detail that that should be a rule in college football that you got to touch them to. I, I mean, you, it's no difference in the NBA and college basketball where you got defensive three seconds. You know, like it's it, it. Why is it one rule for one but not for the other? And and in Euro basketball, FIBA basketball. That is not a rule, but yet in the NBA, it's to... It, the reason the NBA does it is to encourage scoring, because otherwise it. you'd have Brooke Lopez literally saying nobody it. would be able to score at the rim ever. Now instead, he has to come all the way across where you're I either going to finish over him or you're going to kick it. I understand um, why uh, they, I, I, they I think it. a better argument for basketball that would be why are the shot clocks different? They can be the same in college and NBA when most of these guys would be playing NBA anyways. And if you go to Finland, you have 12-year-olds playing with a fucking 24-second shot clock. If 12-year-olds play with a 24-second shot clock, our college basketball players can play with a 24-second shot I, clock. I, I, I do think it was hilarious when the when the men's was at 35 seconds and the women's was game 30? was at 30. Yeah. Like, really? We can't even get the same college sport to figure it out between men and women? Like, it's, yeah. But, um, you know... Uh, Boneheaded mistake by Fields. I don't think it would have mattered in the end of in the end of the game, but definitely a boneheaded mistake. Any others? I, I don't think I have any yeah. other ones off the top of my head. Um, you know, going through football, I will say that it's not really a clown club, and we'll talk about this in our next step. But Zach Wilson had some bad interceptions over the weekend that probably could have been avoided, but uh, that's not really a clown club thing. That's just kind of maturing in the game of football. Sure. Um, but yeah, not really any of the clown clubs that I can think about. All right, well, let's get into some baseball. All right, I mean, real quick, we're just going to have a really, really, uh, really small baseball thing. The, the World Series is tied at 1-1. Game one, uh, the Astros led 5-0. Philly comes back. I think they win, like, was it was it 6-5? 6-5. 6-5, so they come back with Nick Castellanos had a really nice catch to save Philly mm-hmm. from winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then game two... Same thing happens. Astros get out to a 5-0 lead, but end up closing out. I think they won like 5-3 or something like that. I would like to say to Michael, the Antichrist of baseball, he got what he wanted. There is a rain out in game three. So uh, we are extending here. Um, I loved it. But, I yeah, loved it. Michael, the baseball hater, was just happy. <laughs> I was so... So last night, right? That was game three was last night. Yeah. I'm... You know, we're, we're watching the... Um, Tyrese was actually on. Pacers were on. So I'm watching a little bit of that. Right, so it's commercial. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna flip over to, I'm gonna flip over to Fox, and they had like some 
drama show on or something like that. So I look at my phone, sure enough, it's postponed. And I never can remember if postponed or rain delay means they're gonna play the next day. I can never remember it. I got it, postponed means they're playing tomorrow because I swiped on my phone and saw that they're gonna be playing the next three days. Absolutely love it. You know what? Thank you. They did. Thank you, they baseball. Did, they did learn from their mistake, though. They at least let their fans know an hour and a half of time that the game was oh. that the game was canceled compared to last time with the Yankees. They didn't let them know until about three hours so after I the just, game was supposed to be played. I, I just for, like okay. So the game is canceled. So if you had tickets to Game Three, okay, obviously it's not playing. So now you got to find a babysitter. Uh, Parking, like all this other shit that you got to figure out for tomorrow night, get off of work, take the next day, but like all these things that you have to do. So, so hold up here. Remember last week you talked about how you, they had to move the series up. Remember? Yeah. You wanted them to move the series up. Yeah. This is the same boat. It's the same thing. And you said they should. And I said they can't because of all this logistical stuff. So now you're kind of coming onto my side of no, the boat here. No. You're agreeing. No. Th- no. This is more that you couldn't figure out your bullshit at the beginning of the year. And you had to start the season two weeks late. That's what this is stemming from. Because clearly on the East Coast, which, you, which you're probably going to have a team from the East Coast in there. Every year they have bad weather at this time. They're gonna be. I hope they play in a snow game. I really do. That would be awesome. I yeah, I, I, would I, I do. That. I, I've done it before. Is is growing up playing. So Manfred I, I is a freaking idiot. I would encourage it. But uh, yeah, so baseball. We'll have game three, game four coming up, uh, and then you know game six and seven could go all the way into Sunday. So uh, it, there aren't really gonna be any more off days. It's just gonna be play, 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 and they want to get it done. So. We'll see what happens. I'm still riding the Astros, but I think this yeah, could they be, want this, to get this, it. This could be a six or seven game series. Absolutely, could be. I th- I still think it's going six, uh, at most. Uh, I can see five. Um, they should be up two zero. Uh, if if the if, if the Astros won game one, up the lead that they did, win game two, I think this series would have been done. Now you got to go back to Philly. So you kind of got to see how they play at Philly. Philly win three in a row, all at home. You could, you know, you could do the series. I still don't think that's the case. They basically had two innings where they scored five runs, which I don't think is going to happen again. Um, whereas Houston has shown the ability to to put a few more runs up, up on the board uh, in different ways. So I still think that um, Houston is the is the better team. Yeah, we'll see what happens here, and by uh, by next ne- our next set, well, not this next NFL episode, but this next week set of episodes. Hopefully, we should have a winner. So we'll we'll, uh, God, we'll figure that so. out. Um, and uh, Michael will be happy because baseball's done because he hates baseball. Are you hates, sure they're not rained out fun. tonight? Hates fun. Are they rained out tonight? I hope they do. No, they're not rain it tonight. Let's play in December. They are not rained out. Uh, I mean, eventually we're going to get into some World Cup stuff here, but we're not there quite there yet. I know. But uh, just moving on here, we're going to go to the NBA real quick. Then we're going to do a little college basketball preview, kind of just a mini one, not like a whole episode or anything like that. But uh, NBA, we'd just like to point out our axe alert uh, did happen. Uh, Steve Nash already ousted as the as the Nets. We knew it was going to happen. We probably didn't think it was going to happen this soon, but I think I still they, can't believe they, he was a coach for two years. They said it was a mutual thing, and I think Steve Nash probably just like I'm I'm gone. Peace out, Kyrie. I don't need yeah, to deal with your ass yeah. anymore. But uh, yeah, so the or Durant. The, the Nets are two and five. Uh, started at zero and five. I don't think he cares about Durant. I think KD's fine to work with if 
A lot yeah, of but people, KD's the one that's saying that he doesn't want him there. A lot of people who have worked with KD say he's no problem. It's just he wants to be recognized, and that's always been his problem, is that he was always under somebody's shadow and all that. That That's when problems have come about. But I think it's more Kyrie, and the Nets aren't winning, so there's just pressure there. And oh, I get it. Steve Nash is ready to be out of that. Uh I mean, look at it else at the NBA. We got our Bucks. The Bucks are playing really well. Uh, they're six and zero. They survived a, a a win last night against the Pistons. And you know the the Bucks are going to drop games eventually. But Drew Holiday's playing really well right now. Giannis is the best player in the world. Uh, and then some also good news: Chris Middleton back with the herd today. He's practicing. Uh, so good, his goodness. next phase in rehab. You imagine we'll start seeing and hearing about Pat Connaughton a little bit more. Uh, so good they to gotta see work them back. Those, they got to work those guys in, yep. get that rotation. And we, we said it last week. There's not going to be any rush with them uh, because it is such a long season. The Bucks kind of figured out, hey, we don't have to win 60 games anymore. Right, right. Win in the f- high 40s, low 50s, and you're sitting pretty in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, the Bucks are playing really well right now. The Suns are 5-1. and one. The Warriors are 3-4. and four. It's a little bit of cause of concern. But you got to remember, the Warriors came out really, really, really hot last year. And then they were basically a 500 club the rest of the year from like – I think it was like from February on, but then they turned around in the postseason. So the Warriors are a lot I like think, the Bucks, I, I, where they, they, they know the formula how to right. win. That's they, they know that they can win on the road in the playoffs. They've been there, done that. And I think the thing with um, the thing with Golden State is you see Wiseman playing a lot more, Pool playing. I mean, Pool was playing a lot, but they're trying to get Wise Wiseman, Kaminga. Um, there's another uh, Moody. They're trying to get those guys, you know, acclimated. Um, so the rotations could be a little different. Well, I, when think they, the, I, I think I think I'm not the saying reason, they're throwing games, but I think the reason they're doing that too is because they kind of realize that Draymond and Clay are kind of in a transition phase. You know, Curry's still there; he's still doing Curry things, but they're both kind of in a transition phase, so they're getting these guys kind of ready yeah. for the ramp up, and eventually, when it's going to be there, right? And and that's the thing; they got to be ready come playoff time. Um, so you got to get them some reps, and you know, put them into some tougher situations to kind of. You know, it's learning by fire, but those are some things that need to be done. So, totally, totally understand what what they're doing. Um, and Steve Kerr is an amazing coach, uh, amazing communicator. So, I think he, that, you know, nobody questions what Steve Kerr's doing. Yeah, uh, the Cavs are playing really well. They're 5-1. and one. It looks like Mitchell and Garland are playing really well together. Uh, the Celtics are 4-2. and two. The Celtics uh, looks like... Uh, Udoku is actually going to go be the, the head coach <laughs> of the Nets there, letting him walk freely. So I, that's kind of an interesting thing. I mean, so he, we're he, thinking it's not going to be a trade that they're just going to let him go. No, I, I saw a report today that said the Celtics are just letting him go. Like it's they're yeah. fine with it. Um, you know, they must like what they have, and hmm. they're they're fine with Stevens him is go. coming back. No, I don't think Stevens is coming <laughs> back. Uh, Grizzlies four and two. We've talked about them a little bit. John Morant, Desmond Baines played really well for them, but then they have some other guys like Dylan Brooks as well. Uh, the Hawks are up to a 4-2 start, a team that two years ago was in the Eastern Conference Finals. Had a good game against the Bucs, and the Bucs just beat them. But, um, you know, Trey Young and G- DeJounte Murray have played really well yeah, together. that's a tough guard um, combination. That is a really good guard combo. And then the Pelicans are 4-2 and two as well. We know the star power there, and they've actually been kind of a little banged up. So to be 4-2 and two with, you know, missing games of Zion and Brandon Ingram. But CJ yeah, McCollum was a really underrated addition yeah. for them last year, and right. he's played well. Um, the Trailblazers are 5-1. and one. Dame, unreal. Uh, and you know who else? I saw a meme the other day. It said, uh, we're supposed to be tanking, Coach. The Jazz. Yeah. The Utah Jazz. Let me pull up their record here. They're 5-2. So, they're 5-2. Mm-hmm. and two. I saw a tweet. It's like, 
there's an eight foot dude in New Zealand hitting threes from from the parking lot, and we're five and two. What the hell are we doing? It was <laughs> it was um with uh, Danny Ainge because he's at, he's in Utah now. Okay. So it's kind of like a confused look on Danny Ainge's face, but I don't think it's gonna sustain. I mean, they're right. kind of just a team. And they're like they have nothing to lose right now. Eventually, sure. it's gonna kind of flip, and they'll probably sure. be sellers at the deadline, even if they still are around that five hundred mark. Yeah. Yeah. And the problem is, is you you, you can't get too far ahead because. It's not a three-player uh, draft that you're looking at. You're, you know, you're going for one guy. You're going for the guy from France. You know, the seven-four guard-like skills from France. Yeah, uh, Vic- Victor Wembania. Wembania. I don't know how to say his name, but <laughs> I mean, we'll learn it. Here, here, here's the tier six rankings for the Victor Watch. It's the San Antonio Spurs, who are actually five and two right now. The Indiana Pacers, which hey, team them up with Tyrese. So I'm here for it. Uh, Oklahoma City. Orlando, they could God, God knows they can could you, use can him. Can you imagine Houston? Can you imagine him with uh, with Holmgren, Chet Holmgren, uh, that in Oklahoma City? I don't know if Chet's ever be healthy. Is the problem? Well, I mean, so, the, the, the dude's a stick. Well, so is this guy. He's seven no, four. He's, he's got a little more muscle mass on him. A okay, a li- what? What do you what, like? Point two more? Is that what he's we're got talking more about? than Chet? Have you seen the dude? I, well, yes, I've seen. I, I've also seen Chet too. I know Chet is tiny, but. Um, and this dude's got more girth to him. You can just, I mean, just this picture right here. You can see it in his fucking face. <laughs> you give me a picture. He's just just got his more. face. Oh, yeah, he's got a girthy face. Yeah, he he's got way more muscle. <laughs> I've seen him. I, I mean, I've, he's 209. Chet's 190. Okay, that's 20 pounds. That's a big difference. Well, you know, in offseason, NBA offseason, you know, Chet, he'll, he'll, he'll Chet ain't doing anything right now. He's hurt. Well, he can be lifting. No. Those bones are brittle. They'll snap. You can eat some cheeseburgers. Talk to Zion. Zion to help him. Uh, he's got to get on the New Orleans diet, the gumbo diet. Yeah. All right, but yeah, pretty much that's everything going on in the NBA right now. Nothing too exciting. Uh, I mean, Kawhi's going on, going on knee management again. He'll be out the next six Jesus games. Uh, so kind of feel bad for him. He's a really fun player to watch. But yeah, other than that, Michael, we'll move in here. Give us some little, give us a little college basketball preview. Start it up. Yeah. So. Um, Obviously, so this is a this is a, a Duke friendly podcast, um, you know, and as well as the Wisconsin sports, so we'll talk a little Marquette and um, Wisconsin. Marquette is more is more your thing. I'm not a huge fan of Marquette because they just they, they I don't know. You would if they were good. Even when they are good, you get on the train and then they just they lose to you the like, shittiest of teams. Buzz was there. Yeah, when Buzz was there. I liked him when Kareem Diener and all them guys. D-Wade, I liked him when those guys were there. But I just, I don't I don't get what the plan is. And Wojciechowski was a terrible coach. Um, good assistant, not a good, good, yeah. Not a good head coach. Fine assistant, great player for Duke, but not, not a good head coach. Um, but so a couple things here. So starting with Marquette, um, out of an 11-team Big East, did you see where they were projected? 10. Yes. I'm no, sorry. Say, uh, nine. I'm I had him at say, nine. I'm going to quote Tyler Kolick. Fuck him. Well, that's fine. Fuck him. You lost your best player. Yeah. Uh, who is on a two-way contract with the Chicago Bulls. How's that looking for you? Uh, was it? Is it what, Justin Lewis. Justin Lewis. He made the best decision for him. That's what he wanted to do. It was not the best decision for him. That's what he believed and what okay. his advisors well, and coaches were telling well, him. Well, doesn't mean it's always the right advice. You're not going to make money by playing in the G League. You have another. Two way they make a little bit more. You have a nice season at Marquette, 
and then you're a top, what, top first-round draft pick, even a second-round draft pick, and you're in a guaranteed contract, that's what you do. You don't leave early because you're listening to some stupid, stupid agent in your ear. Because now he's got to now he's got to bust his tail to prove it, right? It was dumb. It's dumb move. Yeah, but we don't need to get into Justin Lewis because he's not part of the Marquette Golden Eagles. Guys anymore. do it every year. We're gonna talk about Marquette. Well, I couldn't. T- I couldn't tell you five Marquette players. I, I mean, if I list them, if I tell you who they are, you'll you'll say, yeah, I know him. I know the Tyler Kolak. He's fun guy to watch. He he's an old traditional point guard. He's a crafty lefty. He's crafty lefty. Um, here, I'll just list off some guys. Obviously, David Joplin. He's from Brookfield Central. He had a decent freshman year. He committed to Shaka at Texas. Yeah. Uh, he's a guy that they're hoping to make kind of a big I know uh, they got the jump. 6'7", 220, can shoot as well. Was a little banged up for the scrimmage, but they think he'll be back in time. Um, I don't know how to say his name, but he played last year. They actually were thinking about moving to a point forward role. Uh, Igodaro. Osa Igadaro. Okay. Uh, he's 6'9", 215, kind of, but has good handles, can kind of do it all a little bit. Obviously, Tyler Kolick. Um, we talked about these. They got the good shooter. We talked about these two last year. Stevie Mitchell's a good guy, sophomore guard, but then Cam Jones was the kid Cam who Jones. really, really, really shot yeah. well. So, I mean, this Marquette team does have some players that has talent, um, but it probably, you know. They didn't get any Wisconsin recruits, did they? Shame. No, not this Kids year. They are, they, are, they are a younger team. Yeah. Um, but. If you're if if you are a Marquette fan, you have to like what you got from Shaka last year. Just that they were competitive for most of the year. When Wojo, they really weren't. They got off to a half start, then kind of fizzled out. But at least got to the tournament. But people, this isn't the Marquette expectations of of the late 2010s anymore or the the mid 2000s. It's just not. I think Shaka's a good fit for this program. Where in Texas he wasn't, and I like what he does defensively. I think that they'll be competitive at least. And the Big East is always kind of just a coin flip because I think it is a really kind of equal league. equal conference. Mm-hmm. Um, other than the Patrick Ewing led Georgetown Hoyas who struggled to win one game. Yeah, yeah. Even even DePaul's decent now. Uh, so the top three picks um, are UConn, Villanova, and Creighton. Which Villanova is kind of an interesting team because Jay Wright's Jay not Wright's there not. anymore. Yep, Jay Wright is gone. Um, uh, new coach at Seton Hall. Um, do you know who the new coaches? No, I don't remember. Sh-sh-sh- I remember they got one. Shaheen Holloway. Yep. Member from from St. Peter's, Peter's, the Peacocks. Yep. Uh, pretty sure he played at Seton Hall, so yeah, that's obviously a good get for him. Um, so, like I said, UConn, Villanova, Creighton. Um, so obviously McDermott's done a nice job at Creighton. He, he gotten them to be a consistent, they're a fun team to consistent watch. program. They're, yeah, they're a fun team to watch. Um, so yeah, that you know, Big East, you know, obviously got Marquette. Um, next you have uh, Wisconsin um, in the Big Ten. Right now, big the Big Ten project, projections are number one Indiana. I don't believe that. Like it's in, the same. It, Indiana is, is Nebraska football. I was just say Texas football, um, where prove it to me. Correct. Prove it to me. Uh, number two, Illinois. Um, they did get two nice transfers. The uh, mayor kid from uh, Baylor, the kid with the mullet. Yep. Um, and then um, Terry Shan or um, sorry Shannon Jr. Can't remember his first name from Texas Tech. Yep. So he also transferred. Um, number three, Michigan. Number four, Michigan State. Number five, Purdue. Uh, remember Zach Eddy, um, Zach Eady. So he's going to be 
Um, obviously, uh, the focal point seven four guy. Iowa number six um, with uh, Chris Murray, Keegan Murray's brother. Um, Wisconsin's projected ten. To me, that's that's um, that's low, but with all the talent that they lost. Ten makes sense. Yeah, I'm not surprised. We got to remember they were projected ten last year too. Then they want to they want to share the Big Ten. Should have won it. We were at the game where they blew it against Nebraska. Johnny Jesus. Davis got hurt, but shouldn't have blown that game. Um, when looking at Wisconsin uh, in their starting five against their scrimmage in Eau Claire, they started Stephen Crawl, Tyler Wall, Max Klesmet, the Nina product, so a local kid that went to transferred. Wofford, transferred in, but a kid who can shoot it, just a playmaker, is a good player. Uh, Chucky Hepburn is going to kind of be the engine, expected yep. to kind of take that leap for them. Kind so of reminds me of the, the, the Jordan Taylor, Devin Harris. Um, I know there was another there was another guard in there where it was just like... Trayvon Hughes? Yeah, where it was kind of like just you do, the, you do your thing. and yep. But I don't know if Chucky's enough of a scorer to be that. Well, so, I think last year they just didn't need him to be. Uh, understood. I mean, it's going to come down especially to with Brad and yes. you know and Jordan um, or uh, Johnny. Johnny. But then Jordan, Jordan Davis was their other starter. Um, Kamara McGee is a guy who transferred in from Green Bay. Had a really nice year last year for Green Bay. <coughs> and then a recruit that could potentially get time. I've seen a lot is Connor Essigan. Yep. from Fort Wayne, Indiana. He's not a great defender right now. Yeah. Uh, but they think just what he does offensively and just the way he impacts the game, he could get some minutes. But I've heard a lot about Tyler Wall and how they think that he's think, taken a leap. Yeah, that um, Brendan then, Daly, you think he's going to get some time? I think it'll be Isaac Lindsay. Or uh, yeah, yeah. Brendan yeah. Daly's at Green Bay. Yeah, my bad. Um, but my Isaac bad. Lindsay they went from to the same high school until one transferred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Isaac Lindsay is he's a guy who transferred in from UNLV. He could potentially get some time as well. Uh, but with the Badgers, and then they have Jacoby Neath. He was a transfer last year. Um, he could get some time. But Wait, with, with with the Badgers, it, it's really just going to come down if they can shoot or not. Um, that that's kind of been the problem. That was the problem with them last year. Is that they just there were games where they oh. shot really well, then there was times they couldn't hit a shot. Oh, believe me, I was um, at the game against Iowa State where they shot under ten percent from three. Marcus Ilver might be another guy, a big guy who gets some time, um, but. The, the Badgers, it's going to come down if they can hit threes. You know that they're, they're going, they are going to, defend. to defend well. Um, but they, they do have some players and some returners, but they do have some question marks as well. But I think Max Klesmick could be a really nice pickup for this team, and it's cool to see a, a Fox Valley kid playing yeah. in Wisconsin. Yeah, because hopefully it becomes a pipeline and you can come, you know, get some of this talent, you know, because there, obviously there's been plenty in the state of Wisconsin. There's one Western. right now in Oshkosh North. Right, right. There's... Yeah, one. They ain't getting Zay. He won't ever go to Wisconsin. No? No. No. They don't fit his play style. It, it would be Stephen Clark, and that's it at Oshkosh North. Gotcha. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't either. think Stevie's that he's gonna go player. He's going to end up going to Iowa State, if anything, because they've been, they've been hot on hot him. Hot on him? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, next we've got the ACC uh, projected picks. Uh, number one, UNC, number one team in the country, returning a lot of talent. Um, you know, thankfully they're not returning um, Brady Manick. Glad to see that kid out of there because um, wow, he really the torched Duke. Man. He really torched Duke. Um, uh, Duke is picked, projected number two in the ACC, and then Virginia number three. Um, so kind of a quick look, you know, at the Duke roster. Really, only one significant player coming back and that's going to nothing new right right um and that's then that's going to be jeremy roach um point guard so obviously i'm pretty confident in jeremy roach and where he's at you know he's going to be a junior he's turned the corner um jalen blakes may get some playing time 
uh, Jacob Granderson. Um, they, they 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 really like him. He's a transfer from Illinois, um, who can who can shoot it. It's got good size. Um, and then you have got the kid from Australia who reclassified Tyrese Proctor, and then Jaden Shutt. Jaden Shutt is a shooter from Illinois. Um, kind of reminds me of Coach K going out and getting Shire from Illinois. Now he's going. Now Shire's going out and getting his. You know, six six shooter. Um, watch the scrimmage. You can tell he's got a really good stroke. Just I, I think that moment might be a little too big, so he's got to be more physical. Um, and then at forwards, you've got uh, Mark Mitchell and Kale Catchings. Kale's not going to play a lot, but Mark Mitchell, um, six eight, six nine, um, is going to give you some a lefty. Um, Derek Whitehead is number two uh, pick in the or number two recruit in the country right now. He's out with a foot injury, um, but definitely will give you something. Next, you got Kyle Filipowski, uh, 6'11", stretch, big man, uh, not the most athletic big man, like lateral-wise, so he kind of reminds me of Mark Williams a little bit in there where, you know, something he's got to work on. Um, then you've got Derek Lively, number one recruit, also injured, um, so hopefully we can get his leg back going he didn't play in the scrimmage um but saw some good stuff from christian reeves um in the last so if they need some minutes he could give him some he's a the number five center out of north carolina last year and then ryan young a transfer from northwestern and duke scrimmage houston right duke scrimmage houston houston's uh projected number three in the country Project. Um, they're not projected they or are. they sorry number pre yeah pre yeah. pre-ranked number three in the country i want to say they they beat Duke in the scrimmage 61-50, but it's a scrimmage. It, you know, it's not. And plus, you're out your top two recruits. So, you know, in in Whitehead, who also who has a brother in the NFL, so definitely has the athleticism. And then Derek Lively, who's like a seven-one stretch center, but can just block everything and be a great rim protector. Um, so I'm excited for Duke. You know, obviously they have a big game against uh, defending national champion uh, Kansas on the 15th. So in two weeks here. Um, but yeah, top 10, we've got North Carolina 1, Gonzaga 2, Houston 3, Kentucky 4, Baylor and Kansas are tied at 5, Duke at 7, UCLA at 8, Creighton 9, and Arkansas 10. I do just want to point out, Baylor was voted 6 in the coaches poll too. So, coaches are thinking Kansas is above them. Gotcha. Um, just some other teams I think we should watch out for too. So, Tennessee's ranked 11 in the country. Uh, they played Gonzaga in a scrimmage and actually beat them 99-80. to uh, wow. So, I mean, again, like we said, scrimmage. it is a scrimmage. But uh, Rick Barnes is a really good coach. He, he just is. hasn't really seemed to get over the hump. But Tennessee is, uh, has been a good program and, in the last couple of years. Rick, Rick, um, Rick Barnes, he really – like Tennessee – has grown man talent, right? Like they got they got the guys that are going to st stay there for yep. three to four years, and then they kind of sprinkle in a little bit of talent here and there. Yeah, and then just, young a, guys. just another team that's not typically in the rankings. We have TCU all the way up at 14, had a nice tourney run last year. Jamie Dixon, uh, the old coach at Pittsburgh, who's an alum at TCU, uh, has kind of built that program into a nice place to play. Uh, Dayton's got, ranked 24 They got a kid last name Miles who's projected. He's like one of the players of the year candidates. Yeah. Um, he's coming back. He tested the waters in the NBA, uh, decided to come back. So he's one of the he's one of the top guys to talk about. Yeah, and then just some other uh, 
you know, some other mid-majors that maybe not be ranked, but got Volts, uh, St. Louis, mm-hmm. uh, Xavier, which I saw a, I saw that Are Xavier really had a major though. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, they're big. They're, they're not power five. Big East isn't power five. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's not a power five. Well, it's not in football, but it's it is in power, basketball. It's not a power five conference. Yes, it is. No, it's yes, not. It is. All right. What, who does it kick out in basketball then? What do you mean? Who, who's, who's the power five in basketball? All, all your schools? Xavier's not a power five in basketball. The Big East is a power no, five it's in not. basketball. Yes, it it's is. not the Pac-12. It's not the Big Ten. It's not the Big 12. It's not the SEC. The power it's f- not the ACC. The that's, power that's five. five. Okay. That's five. Trace, the power five started from football. It's, it's power five, and then it's the group of five, right? That's the other, the G5. Yep, okay. part of the group five. Okay. All right, I we agree to disagree on that one. Uh, but anyways, I saw Xavier got their ass kicked in a scrimmage. Uh, Jeff Goodman said when he asked about who looked good, they said nobody for Xavier. So they got votes, but obviously Thad Mata is the coach there, right? He's the one who got hired there. Or is that is that Miller? I think it's Sean Miller. Yeah, Thad Mata's at Butler, I believe. Back at Butler? Yeah, he's back at Butler. And then yeah. Sean Miller's back at Xavier. Back, back, yeah, I think um, they're both back at... Yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens with that team. Memphis got a vote as well. Obviously, Penny Hardaway's the coach there. Uh, they haven't really. I heard Larry done much. Brown had to do had to take a leave of absence. Larry Brown is an yeah. assistant. I I don't even think he coaches there anymore. I thought he was I think, an assistant. I thought, yeah, he was, but I think he stepped down. Like mm. he retired. Mm. Um, let's see. Larry Brown. That's not spelled right, but. Former player, he is currently an assistant, but I remember, I remember seeing that too. That he was taking a leave of absence. I think he took one last year, um, but they lo- they like Penny there because he's an alum. They gave him an extension, uh, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, and then UAB got a vote, so who knows? I think they had a decent team last year in the mm-hmm. tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, college basketball is coming back. I don't get to watch as much as I used to anymore, which is kind of sad. But um, college basketball is fun to watch. It's it's more, you know, it's more, pure. it's more basketball. It's pure. You can stand in the, you can stand in the paint and block <laughs> shots and not get a defense at three seconds. Yes, you can they don't care about points in the NCAA. All right. Well, if we got anything else from there, we're going to move on to college football, but uh, yeah, that's all we got for those kind of just clean, clean sweeping things. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't as big as a college football slate as we had in the last couple of weeks, but we did have a couple uh, couple top 25 matchups. The Badgers were on a bye, uh, but we did have an axe alert uh, commence and happen. Michael, if you want to go ahead and announce that. Yeah, so you heard me probably three weeks to a month ago talk about Brian Harsons from Auburn. Uh, he is now fired. Uh, he, he did enough to to get the axe, so um, that that not not very surprising, like I said, a lot of grumblings a while ago. Um, maybe the toughest job in the country. I mean, the fact of you're not following a legend, but you're going up against one. Like Auburn and Alabama are the biggest of rivals, right? Like that—that's—that's that's the rivalry that that is the biggest. And you're gonna go in like the expectations at Auburn. Yes, you've won a Natty. 
Um, been close another time. Been, been, yeah, been close another lost, time. Lost. I mean, because that was the Trey Mason game Trey against Mason. Jameis, where they they had it at the end, but then Jameis went down and yep. took him in. Yeah. Um, Gene Chizik and then Gus Melzahn. Yeah, Gene Chizik and Gus Melzahn. I. Gene Chizik. Go back to Gus Melzahn. Like I don't understand. No, you know what? You know what I've heard is, is Dion. I, I really have. Dion. They, they've talked about it. And every time a power, every, every time a Power Five coach gets fired. Everybody on Twitter's getting going after Coach JB. They want him to be. Yeah. They want him to coach, but he's like, nope, I don't coach anymore. Admin doesn't like me, and I don't like them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I said, it's a really tough job because you're being compared to Alabama all the time. Twenty-one games he lasted. Yeah. That's 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 tough. Yeah, like a a year and a half. That's you know, but the, the thing was is there's a new AD now at Auburn. Thirty-seven million in coaching buyouts in under two years. But that Auburn doesn't. Auburn has that money. They do not care. They want to win football games. But you got to find the right guy. And I don't know who they're gonna go with. Um, I wouldn't touch that job. With the t- I wouldn't touch that job on college football on Josh the video Heifel? game. Wouldn't touch it. They going after oh a college football game. I mean, you can you can, nope, you can wouldn't touch it. You can turn don't that team it. around in a year. Don't want it. Um, it like I said, it, it's it's gonna be a tough job. Um, but going into going into the the games from last week. Our first game was Ohio State at Penn State. Ohio State favored by 15 and a half. Everybody but Rob took Ohio State. Um, how this game basically went, it was back and forth, 21-16. Kind of a, kind of a slug fight. Penn State was up, and then Ohio State scored four touchdowns in the fourth quarter to win uh, 44-31. Problem was, is they gave up a touchdown with under two minutes to go, so Penn State got the backdoor cover, and uh, Rob was the only one to win that game. So uh, I just want to point out, I watched zero snaps college football all Saturday. I was gone and didn't have service, so okay. I, I won't have much to say. So, you, so you can't help me with all this? Not, okay. not a whole lot. You're okay. going to have to lead the way. I mean, I do have a couple things just from listening, okay. kind of looking at stuff. Sure. I don't have a whole lot to add sure. to this conversation. So, uh, Which you probably like. So, <laughs> so, yeah, Ohio State still got the victory. Um, C.J. Stroud looked good. Um, you know, Penn- I did see Franklin move to 1-10 all-time yes. in top five matchups. That's what I'm saying. He just he, he doesn't – like he gets him to a certain spot and then he just can't see, get I over was, the hump. I was thinking about this the other day. Like isn't this kind of what Penn State football is though now? I mean they had Joe Pa for a long time. They really haven't done anything since. I mean should they really be mad about being – you know, a top 20, top 15 team. Maybe it's karma. But should they? Could be You know karma. what I mean? But but should they be upset about that? Because there's, there's plenty of programs. Like, take Auburn, for example. They would love to be in this position. But the problem with expectations are, if you are a top 20 team, you want to be a top 10 team. Yeah. If you're a top 10 team... You want to be well, a we, playoff team. I mean, team. We, felt, we felt the same way about the Badgers we have. Yeah. It's like, we're yeah. better than this. We want to take that next step. Right. But again, right. Right. it's kind of just, it's the greediness of, of humans. It's like, yeah. you always want more, right. unless you're just a, a deadbeat laying on a couch. <laughs> yeah, You always right. want more. Right. Um, so next we've got Oklahoma State at Kansas State. Oklahoma, or sorry, Kansas State was favored by two. Did not understand this line. The line made no sense to me. Oklahoma State all day. The final score was forty-eight to nothing, Kansas State. I 
The one forty-eight that got, again, to nothing. I didn't, I didn't you see couldn't many score snaps. me. You couldn't kick me a field goal. I didn't see many snaps on Saturday, but I I got to a restaurant up north, Holy and this game was shit. on. And I looked at the score, and I had to do like a double. I was like, "What the hell?" And yeah, then, you thought that was like rushing yards was, in the first 40, series. It was forty-eight. It was forty-one to nothing. <laughs> Did you see the Twitter video? Because Gundy's kid ended up going at quarterback because Spencer Shannon. I heard he. I Did heard you he see make, the, I didn't see the. Th- there, there's a video of him standing in shock, and it's like a close-up on him, and you just see his hands like shaking, like he's so <laughs> scared and nervous. It's like, oh my god, this poor kid. Yeah, it was not pretty. Um, Vegas knows best. Yeah, dude. So hey, listen. If you hear me sing on the pod. That we do not understand the line, bet into it. Okay, take take. There, people go to Vegas for a reason. My twenty-eight and twenty-three record is not making me much money well, in Vegas. And, and Will Howard played this game. Adrian Martinez didn't play. Didn't play. And this was something that we questioned going into this game, but Will Howard looked fine. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. And he looked fine against TCU until he got hurt. Yeah, I mean, Adrian Martinez is a guy when he's out there. He's played yeah. well enough this year to earn that. But yep. having a good backup like Will Howard is, is a nice thing to have. Sure, sure is. Uh, next, we had Notre Dame at Syracuse. Syracuse favored by three and a half. I was jumping on Syracuse. Everybody jumped on Syracuse. And then Notre Dame came out and won 41-24. I don't know if you heard this. They started out the game with a pick six. I didn't want to until you said Drew Pine when we were making this pick. And I'm like, yeah, I probably should. But, again, this is what we kind of said Syracuse is. Like, we didn't really understand how they're getting wins. And then yeah. they kind of faked us out with playing so well against Clemson. Yeah. And But then, you know, this and is, I to- and this they, is kind and- of what I expected from Syracuse. But Syracuse is a decent team. But the, their wins are kind of faulty wins. They are. And they, they are faulty wins. But I think this is more of a what do you have in Notre Dame. Yeah, we have no clue. Like, Notre Dame is just very all over the place. They're, they're very hard to read as well. Um, you know, hey, you, you get a defensive touchdown that's obviously going to help you. Um, you know, they made plays. So they, so they got the win. Um, next we had Kentucky at Tennessee, Tennessee favored by 12 and a half. I told you that defense travels, um, that, that Ken, that Kentucky was going to keep this game close. That didn't happen. Tennessee won 44 to six and become the number one t- ranked team in the nation. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, again, I didn't see anything, but I, I just looking at stuff, Will Levis did not play well. Uh, I mean, Tennessee, the, the question about them kind of going into the year and kind of as we go through has been their defense. defense yeah. But their defense looked good enough where Will Levis, you know, he's going to end up playing on Sundays. I don't know if he's going to be starting, but he'll be a nice backup for a couple of years. So to do that against a good quarterback, yeah. it, it, it's a big win for them. Maybe we should pump the brakes on Will Levis being a uh, first-round quarterback, first-round pick I mean, I NFL? never thought he was going to be first-round pick. It's been in the discussion, but yeah. again, you're playing at Kentucky. I don't really know. They're they're not known for developing quarterbacks or anything. Well, like he's that. from Penn State, but like he transferred from I, Penn State. Yeah, he, he'll play on Sundays, but I don't think yeah. he'll be a first round pick or anything. Next, we had North Carolina, or sorry, Pittsburgh at North Carolina. North Carolina favored by three. Uh, North Carolina was down in this game for 14 and scored twenty eight in a row in the second half and won this game forty two twenty four. So. Um, quietly, North Carolina's seven and one, six and one, seven LSU's and one. LSU's ranked ten in the country. Well, that that's the that's the um, college football playoff. playoff. That's terrible. 
they're, yeah. they're not that good. Well, they just beat, uh, they just beat, um, Ole Miss. I don't think they're, I don't think they're worthy of 10. Oh, oh by the way, Wake Forest, a bad loss on, yes. on Saturday. Yes. They we're, got blown out by Louisville. Yeah, we're going to have, we're, we got to pick a Wake Forest game this week, so we're going to have like to find Wake out. I like Wake Forest, but yeah, bad, fi- bad loss for them. We're going to have to find out what's going on. Um, so, so yeah, North Carolina, uh, really good quarterback, uh, Drake May, um, You'll highly see, recruited. Highly recruited. Uh, you will, well. You will see him. He'll have one more year, most likely, at North Carolina, but then he'll be gone. Because, um, you know, obviously if you go to college, you've got to go three years um, in the NFL. Well, you have to go three years in the NFL. But um, so going through the records, Cody, two and three. Penn's two and three. Rob, three and two. He's our winner of the week. Trace, one and four. Myself, one and four. It's not a donut. Not a donut. So, let's go into the picks for next week. Um, we 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 got some good games. There's only there's only two matchups where both teams are ranked, but we did pick some other games in there. Uh, but first, Maryland at Wisconsin. Wisconsin favored by four and a half. What are you thinking? Uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know if I trust the Badgers enough in this game. They, they you, when we've made picks before, we talked about how the Falcons are like every other week. The Badgers are coming off a bye. Uh, Maryland escaped Northwestern, but uh, Tua's little brother didn't play. He should be back for this game. He should be, yeah. Um, I, I had to look I, that up today. We, I, I did too. We've talked about this a lot that uh, I've, I haven't picked the Badger games right much this year. So <laughs> I, I'm going to take Maryland. I think if, if the Badgers win, this is going to be a close game. Otherwise, I think Maryland wins. I think Tua's brother's healthy again. They have a pretty good offense. So I'm going to take Maryland. And, hey, if the Badgers prove me wrong, I'll take the L. Uh, for me, Wisconsin has gotten a lot healthier. Um, so, really, they're, they're the only guys that are out. I, I saw Hunter Walters back. That's yep. nice, nice to have in the secondary. Yep. So he, he's going to be back. Um, I did see that the, that the tight end um, is going to be injured. Uh, he's Well, he's out for the year. Um, let me just get his name here real quick. I want to take a look. Uh, let's see. Cundiff. And Clay then, Cundiff, yeah. And then Malusi's out. Everybody on the defense is, is now healthy after the bye week. Uh, Leonard, I'm really liking what we're seeing out of Jim Leonard. He's coming out like he's saying, I want this job. Hire me. He, he's, he's, he's got the job. He's they... been... He's, like he's more forceful than a than a a coach who now granted he's being groomed for this job whereas if somebody's an interim coach they're not necessarily like groomed for it like he is. Speaking of, did you see who the interim is in Auburn? I did not. Cadillac Williams. Oh my goodness! The whole running back last from the past, know, like oh three. I know he oh, was he was really good. I, I want to say he's in Rogers's draft. Aaron Rodgers' draft. He was really good. Yeah. Um. I want to say he got taken like five in the country yeah, he was or early. something like that. He was early. Tampa Bay? Yeah, it was Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. Yep. Okay. Um, so, Wisconsin, I, I, you're healthy now. Uh, you got Garendo and Braylon Allen, both healthy. Uh, I, I, I feel good about that. Defense is, is, is ready to go. Four and a half. I'll, I'll give the four and a half points. I'll, I'll give that. I'll take Wisconsin. Cadillac, Go Bucky. Cadillac was rookie of the year. Go Bucky. He came in in 2005. 2005. That, that was Rogers' year. Yep. 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 Went, to, went to Tampa Bay. Yep. Okay. 
it's fun to watch. I think he just ran into injury problems, but yeah, it was a fifth right. overall pick. Right. But. Well, and obviously <coughs> running backs don't have the shelf life that a. <coughs> I think that, that was. A, in, I thought that was interesting. I feel like back then they did though more than now. Like I feel like running backs used to last a lot longer. And I don't. I, is that because the, the the defense, like the guys on defense, are just so much bigger now? I think it's just they're used more in different ways now. It's like they're expected to. You know, if you're gonna be an Could NFL be? running back, you have to be able to catch pass protect. Much. Yeah, and pass protect. I think there's just more wear and tear. Next, we got number one Tennessee at number three Georgia. Um, if you're going off of the, we are the the playoff rankings. That's that's what will be on the TV screens that, now. Yeah, so, yep. so um, ten. So number one team in the country is an eight point road dog. What do you think? It's your turn. Oh, it is. Okay. Piggybacker. <laughs> I I have got Tennessee in this game. I think it's. I think it. I think Georgia's going to be able to score points. I don't think teams. Nobody has shown the ability to stop Tennessee's offense yet, right? Like Hendon Hooker's that good. Put up fifty on Alabama. Jalen Hyatt is that good. Cedric 40, Tillman put up forty on Kentucky. Forty-four on Kentucky. Forty on LSU. Yeah, they're scoring at an elite pace. They're an elite offense. Um, they got Cedric Tillman back last week. So they, they've got a really good uh, running back, last name's Small. Um, I just, I like what Tennessee has got. I'm not saying they're winning this game outright. But in a shootout, I like points. So give me the eight points. If they don't win, they don't win, but I still think they can cover. Give me, give me Tennessee. Yeah, I, th- I think this should almost be a unanimous decision here. I think we should all take Tennessee. Uh, hey, big, don't, big, don't big, do that. Big, if somebody big, else big, wants big, to big, take... Big, big, big thing for Georgia, Nolan Smith, their top pass rushers out for the year. Okay. And with a team that focuses so much on defense, that's huge. Um, I think Hendon Hooker's better than Stetson Bennett. And like you said, their offense is really flipping good. I think in Tennessee plus eight, and I, even if they lose this game, they should be four. They, they should still be in, but I think that this could come down to a field goal, and I'm going to take the knuckleballer again. The, the only thing in this game that worries me is if Georgia runs the ball consistently, which Tennessee's defense could be given up. You know, they, they're a little suspect. I think they're more suspect in the secondary than they are in the front seven, but I do think if Georgia takes the air out of you know takes the the air out of the ball and just runs it down their throat and if they can get some stops against Tennessee I feel like this game could get ugly but I'm still going with Tennessee I mean game. Tennessee's proven they can win in shootouts against good teams you got yes. you, you got to respect it um, I'm but. just I'm just concerned if Tennessee's offense isn't isn't where it's been you know they don't have their best game which this is going to be their best defense that they're going I, against right I just, I, this is they, they know is this not the best defense they're going to go against it's them or so Kentucky. far yeah so it's far probably them but again georgia losing their top passer so that hurts a lot i agree um, i agree tennessee they understand how important this game is you know sure. georgia with a loss they can still probably find a it's way road game tennessee hmm. Yeah, but the thing... I just think they are so locked in and laser-focused The, the thing right now. is, is this game, if you lose this game, you are more than likely not making it to the SEC championship. Exactly. So 
if you don't have, like, you've got to win this game. You can possibly get in if you don't win the SEC championship and, you know, lose there. But you're not making the playoff if you don't. This is basically a playoff game. I think even if Georgia loses, they, they'll make the playoff because they won it last year. Yes, but if if Alabama comes it. around from the west and beats Tennessee from the east, I get you're ta- it. You, 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 who are you taking? Well, then Tennessee would pop out. In the because that's the championship. I think as long as if Georgia loses this game, I and they win out the rest of the year, I still think they're in. Yeah. Because it's because of what happened last year. The committee yeah. likes having that yeah. national champion in there for the for the storyline of the defending national champs. Because you got to remember, this is a TV show. It is. We got to get ratings. It is. It is. It's ESPN here, which doesn't make any sense. But it because is. But it is. College football fans are gonna watch. No matter what I, four teams are in. Now, granted, would, you're going to watch for fan bases. That's why they put Notre Dame in, and Notre Dame can't score it would be a better, fucking touchdown. It would be against, better for the, the sport if Tennessee's in. But I think if Georgia loses this game and wins out, they still will crack their way in. Just because they've learned with Michigan and Notre Dame, we we need our our core teams in to make good games. Can okay, so if Tennessee wins, whoever wins this game. They are in the driver's seat. They're in the driver's seat. But I don't think the loser of this game can make the playoff if the winner of this game wins. Well, no, let me... If Alabama beats the winner of this game. If Alabama beats the winner of this game. If you're following this logic right now, kudos to you because it's... I I get it. No, I I understand. I understand. All right. Enough about that game. Which... It, it is going to be a atmosphere that's amazing. This is what college football is about. One versus three. Let's freaking go. Rocky top, baby. Let's, let's get the game on right now. At Georgia, in Athens. Could be difficult there. Next, we have Texas. At Kansas State. Texas favored by two and a half. What you got for me? I mean, this is, again, this is tough. I mean, Kansas State's coming off a big win, but it's like, okay, Will Howard played really good last week. Is Adrian Martinez going to play? He's probably yeah. they, he's probably yeah. back. Uh, I, I, I hate to go against a home, like, getting points. Yeah. But it's like, can Kansas State keep sustaining what they're doing? I mean, that that's the biggest question. And then Texas, I mean, they have a good running back. Kansas State has a good running back. I don't really know who has the edge at quarterback. Yeah, I think it's pretty similar, but I think I'm just going to roll with Kansas State. I think being home and getting points helps them, um, but I could definitely see Texas winning this game. Yeah, I think if Kansas State would have beaten... If Kansas State would have beaten Oklahoma State not as bad as they did, like 31-17... to yeah. I would pick Kansas State in this game. But how are they riding after they beat a top 10 team 48 to nothing? I know. Okay, so that's my argument for, for Texas. Well, and we've said it before. When Quinn Ewers is on, he's he's a top 10 quarterback in the college football. When he's Kansas on, State's a very good but, defense. He, but he's a freshman, too. You, you don't, you don't know how he's going to react. Now, here's my argument for Kansas State. It's very difficult to play in Manhattan, Kansas. Yeah. There's nothing there. We saw Oklahoma State. There's nothing, nothing there. Nothing to do. It's a tough game to get up for. Nothing to do. And this game, you can tell by the points, right? It's a coin flip. 
I just don't know if I trust Texas. But, but I mean, Kansas State, is are they really that much better of a program than Texas at this point? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they're kind of in a similar spot where it's like they're both trying to come up. Yeah. Ah. I'm going Kansas State in this game. I'm okay. going Kansas State. You also took Kansas State? I did. I'm going to piggyback. Sorry. Next, we got Clemson at Notre Dame. Clemson uh, favored by three and a half. Uh, this is a night game, 630. Um, you know, Notre Dame, I think we have to kind of find out how they handle the success of beating Syracuse on the road. Uh, top 20 team at that. Clemson. The, the, the reason why I'm taking Clemson in this game is DJU has already lit up the Notre Dame defense one time. Okay, he did it when Lawrence was out. Even though he lost the game, he still lit him up. I think he's got revenge for that. He wants to win this game. I'm going Clemson. They got the better defense. They got the better running game. They got the better quarterback. Go Clemson. Yeah, I'm Go taking, Tigers. I'm, I'm going to take Clemson too. It's just... I think Marcus Freeman's still kind of figuring out the day-to-day of everything of being a head coach in, in college football. So I think they had a nice win last week against a ranked team who we were both kind of skittish on. We're not really as skittish on Clemson. Um, you know, they've proven that they can score points. So three and a half, I'm going to take Clemson. Yep. Even though Notre Dame did beat Syracuse at Syracuse and Clemson struggled with Syracuse at Clemson. Next, we've got Alabama at LSU. Alabama favored by 13. Yeah, I'm taking Bama. Uh, Roll I, damn tide. I just, I just talked about I was surprised how LSU's 10. I just, I think Bama's way better, and we've talked about it before, that even with these big point spreads when it comes to Bama, Georgia, and Ohio State, usually they hit mm-hmm. more, than, more often than not. So I think Bama's got, Nick Saban's going to have these guys, and say, guys, we're six. We don't really have room for error right now. So... I think this is a big game for Bama. Uh, it's bigger than it is for LSU, so I'm going to take Bama. This is a tough one for me. Uh, obviously, a night game at Death Valley. Uh, Jaden Daniels is playing really well. Yes. Uh, you know his former coach is uh, back with ESPN now, by the way. Too. Oh, awesome! He got Herm Edwards got hired. Congratulations, back. Herm. Good personality for TV. Yeah, I think that Alabama. When they lose games, they kind of, I think, I think Saban uses that as, as, you know, firepower to try and, you know, work his team around. And then they come out and they just start mashing teams. Um, So even though 13 is a really big spread, I still like Alabama in this game. I think it's going to be difficult. LSU is starting to figure some things out, but I don't know if LSU can stop Alabama's uh, offense consistently, and for that reason, I'm taking they got, they got the Daniels, best player in the field. Jaden Daniels is a good quarterback, but Jaden Daniels wants to do it in the right. He's not doing it in the passing game so much. I think Alabama is going to be fine. Um, I, I think Will Anderson has a big game. Gets you know gets a couple sacks. I'm taking Bama. Next, we got Wake Forest at North Carolina State. Wake Forest. Favored by four and a half. 
after they just got their asses kicked by Louisville. Um, North Carolina State, backup quarterback, actually went to the third stringer, and that's how they came back and won that game. Remember, we're playing playing bids, and we're talking about how how uh, Vatek was up 21-3. They end up losing that game 22-21 to the, to the third string quarterback. Jesus Christ! Dogs are going nuts up there. Um, good Lord. I got Wake Forest. I'm doing somersaults. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Michael's taking Wake Forest. I'm taking Wake Forest. I think Sam Hartman figures it out. He's going to get back on the bus, get it going for Wake Forest. They're going to score points. I think last week was an anomaly against Louisville. I think it was one of those games where it was just absolutely everything went wrong for him. So they're going to figure it out. North Carolina State doesn't do a lot of offense. This may be a lower-scoring game, which is crazy to say for Wake Forest, um, but I'm still going to go with the Deeks here. Yeah, I'm taking Wake Forest as well. Last time Michael said Wake Forest might have a low-scoring game, there's 90 total points scored, uh, <laughs> so I don't think four and a half points uh, is enough. I think Wake Forest is just going to outthrow them and put up a lot of points, and NC State with a, a backup and possibly even a third-string quarterback, I think Wake Forest is just a better team. I would have taken them. I mean, the point spread would have been smaller, but I would have taken them even with Devin Leary. Okay. Um, so I think Wake Forest is just a better team here. Okay. That, that, that's it. Those are those are our six games. Uh, send us your picks. Uh, we'll keep the keep the. Oh, I just want to let you know records. Uh, Cody fourteen and eighteen. Pens twenty and nineteen. Rob sixteen and eighteen. Trace twenty four and twenty seven. Myself twenty eight and twenty three. Yeah, one and four hurt. Yeah, they, those they those, hurt, they, those uh, don't those don't help. We'll bounce back, but uh, yeah, you guys know what to do. Send us your picks wherever you would like, and we will get them down.